in Jeremiah chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, the Lord's speaking about the northern tribe, and he's comparing the northern ten tribes with the two southern tribes, Benjamin and Judah. And as he's doing that, he, he relates the northern tribes to an unfaithful wife, someone who, in fact, uh, would not have been faithful to her, her espoused. And in the process of that, he lets uh, the southern tribe in on his thinking toward them. And we see that in uh, Jeremiah chapter 3 in verse 6. And the Lord said unto me in the days of Josiah. So this was early in his ministry, the first several years in his ministry. He said uh, in the days of Josiah the king, Hast thou seen that which backsliding Israel has done? Now your, your Bible will say faithless. I was kind of interested in that translation in the um, English Standard Version. Uh, for sure, Israel, the ten northern tribes who had gone into captivity, for sure they were faithless. But this word is more, uh, it has more of an impact on us than faithless. In that the Hebrew word used here is meshubah, meshubah. The, the, the Hebrew word used here has to do with our New Testament example of apostasy. It's when someone knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it. They know the right thing and they actually turn from the right thing and head in the wrong direction, apostasy. And so many Bibles call it apostasy. Many translations say apostasy. Some say backsliding. I have a revised King James here, backsliding. But the term to apostasy is probably best used, and I will read backsliding, sliding back. Now, what's that about? That's the 10 tribes to the north. Ha haven't you seen them? Now, remember, they were an example to the southern tribes. Look, you looked at them. You saw this happening. As a matter of fact, some of your kings got involved in the mess they were in. Jehoshaphat would have been one of them. You saw what was going on there. You witnessed the whole business because of their wickedness. And you're worse than they are. Imagine that. The term backsliding. And may I remind you, please, of this. That backsliding isn't I was going forward and all of a sudden I slid back. That's not what backsliding is. Backsliding is I stopped going forward and now I'm sliding back. Faithless isn't that I... I was walking in the power of the Spirit of God by faith, and all of a sudden, no, no. Faithless is, I was walking by faith in the power of God, and then I stopped, and now I'm going back. See, when you're walking the Spirit, you're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. When do you fulfill the lust of the flesh? When you stop walking in the Spirit. That's when it happens. And so, we have... This people of Judah, look if you would please in, uh, again in verse 6. The Lord said unto me in the days of Josiah the king, Hast thou seen that which backsliding Israel, the northern tribes, have done? She has gone up upon every high mountain and ev under every green tree, and there hath played the harlot. And I said, after she hath done all these things, turn thou unto me. But she returned not, and her, her treacherous Sister Judah saw it. I said, turn to me. Now, this is so interesting because throughout the book of Jer Jeremiah, 
turn or return is used 125 times. I counted them. Turn or return 125 times. And it's used over 20 times in verses in chapters 3 and 4. Return, return, return. God continually asking this wayward people, return to me. Recognizing that they're backsliding, and there's a stern warning in backsliding, but he continually pleads with them, return, return unto me. And I don't know about you, but the Spirit of God does that to me sometimes, doesn't he? Your mind starts bringing up some stuff. Where, where does it come from? I don't know. But your mind starts bringing up, your emotions start working. Someone does something, gives you, you get this phone call, you get an email, you get, and your mind starts to stir your, 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 your flesh up, not necessarily uh, toward immorality, although that can happen, obviously, with many, but in anger, perhaps, sadness, and these things can consume you, and the Lord says, get rid of it, get rid of that. Pastor Rob had a great sermon uh, a couple weeks ago uh, on, on temptation. Wonderful sermon. Temptation is an invitation to sin. Here it is, is another invitation. Every day we get them, don't we? Hello? Sin, please? No, no, sorry. I'm not going to answer the door. I don't, I don't want to be part of that. But what did Judah do? Judah had great examples just a few miles from them. Their sisters... They saw them go down. They saw the treachery. They saw the destruction. And what happened? They didn't listen. They didn't observe. And you know, if you ever read through the book of Hebrews, which you should, if you're a Christian, that's what you should be doing. But reading through the book of Hebrews, in the, particularly in chapter 11, that's not in there to fill up pages. You know, well, the writer didn't have anything to say between 10 and 12, so we just put some things in there. No, no. That was written, chapter 11 was written for our learning, was it not? Consider by faith, by faith Noah, by faith Abraham, by faith, by faith, by faith, all the time. It's, it's written for our example. There's a cloud of witnesses out there giving us an example by faith, what we should do. When we see people go astray, when we see them get far away from the Lord and we see destruction in their life, we see that they have taken a path downward, just continually going downward, we should learn from that, just as Judah should have learned from Israel. Learn, learn from that. Pick it up, if you would, please, in verse 8. And I saw when for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery, I had put her away and had given her a bill of divorcement. God cut off Old Testament Israel, the northern tribe. He gave her a bill of a divorcement. He cut the contract with the nation of Israel. You know, of course, marriage is a contract before God and man. And if someone divorces, they, they're breaking the contract. God said, I broke my contract with the northern tribes. And yet, and yet... Verse 10, and yet for all this, her treacherous sister Judah had not turned unto me with a whole heart. They turned faintly to the Lord. They turned away from the Lord. Even though they saw all this happen, they saw all the destruction, they saw all that went on. So what does God call for them? I only have a minute left. What does God call for them? God calls for them 
to have a cleansing, cleansing. Turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 2, please, and verse 19. Again, God's talking to the southern kingdom through Jeremiah, and he says, Thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backsliding shall reprove thee. Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God, and that my fear is not in thee, saith the Lord God of hosts. For of old I have broken thy yoke and burst thy bands, and, and thou sayest, I will not transgress, when upon every high hill and under every green tree you wander playing the harlot. Yet I planted thee a noble vine, holy, a right seed. How then art thou turned unto the degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me. For though thou wash thee with lie, and take thee much soap, yet thine iniquity is marked before me, saith the Lord. Get the picture. They're still going to temple. They're still involved in the Mosaic law. They're doing all the rituals that they're supposed to do. And God said, though you wash, this is a superficial washing, though you wash yourself with lie, uh, the term lie here is an old English word for, for a whitewash. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. Some of you uh, don't even know what I'm talking about. When I was a young man, my grandfather hired me to wash his cellar walls, and he wanted to whitewash them, and we used lie paint. Does anyone remember what that was like? It was a terrible acid type of thing. And you got it on, and I remember my hands turned red and sore, and, and, uh, and he yelled at me for getting it on myself, and it was horrible. Why? Because lye was almost like an acid as it etched into the stone. God said, even though you put acid on yourself superficially, though you clean, Jesus said to the Pharisees, the outside of the pot, huh? yet the inside is full of rotten. So a superficial cleansing isn't going to make it. Looking good isn't going to make it. Worshiping isn't going to make it. Why? You need a changed heart. And he says that. Turn with me for a moment, if you would, to chapter 2, verse uh, 13, please. He says to them, again in chapter 2 and verse uh, 13, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me the fountain of living waters, and have hewed out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So what are they doing? They're being very, very religious. They're being superficial. They've made up religion, uh, things that do not profit them. And yet God says to Judah, wash thine heart. I'm sure you read it. Wash thine heart. Why? Because a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The outside is completely different than that which could be going on in the inside. Wash thine heart, Israel. They needed a cleansing of the heart, not a superficial cleansing. And you know, the Lord Jesus Christ has not given us a superficial cleansing, has he? We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things have become new. He cleansed the inside. He wants us to clean up the outside through his power. And he'll do it, won't he? If I walk in the spirit, I won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. If I recognize who I am and whose I am and allow that word of God to work through me and in me, it will wash my heart. 
because the inside has changed and the outside is very simple to deal with if I walk in his power. We need to stop here. Let's pray. Father, you are the one whom we look to for every source of strength. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We recognize, Father, we are feeble. We recognize, Lord, there is no power that can come from us that is not something that can destroy. But everything that comes from you is right, altogether right. So, Father, help us by the Spirit of God, through the Word of God, to walk by faith and not by sight. Help us, Lord, to concentrate on that which is above, not on that which is on the earth. Lord, keep us from the lusts of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Keep us from that which would drag us down. Help us, Father, concentrate on you. Thank you for this time, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.